0: This is Don Talk, and I'm Donovan Adkisson. So I was looking through the, the news blurbs like I normally do on a daily basis because, well, I don't have any other damn thing to do. No, I'm kidding. But I do like to keep up with what's going on in the in the world. And I had heard um, some rumblings or something, or not, not necessarily heard, but had caught wind of, if you will, uh, about some song that Jason Aldean has done. Now, you know, Jason Aldean is, he's a country music singer, country music star, and I'm not a huge country music fan. There are certain, certain songs I like, certain artists I like, and I, honestly, I can't name one damn song that, that Jason Aldean has ever, ever sung. But, I stumbled across this article, and of course, it's Fox News, titled, Gospel Legend Says Jason Aldean Tried That in a Small Town Controversy, Proof of a Moral Sickness in America. Number one, though I know that this particular artist has done a lot of gospel music, I never would have classified Pat Boone as a gospel legend. Growing up, what I knew about Pat Boone, and he was someone that my folks really liked, He's he was someone that you would consider a crooner, uh, a Sinatra-esque type singer. Gospel singer? I mean, how many of these these people haven't done at least one single gospel album? And a lot of them, as they get older, I don't know if they're just trying to hedge their bets or it's— it's come down to maybe this is a genre that they've never done before or it's the only thing they can do but as they get older a lot of them will will cut an album or two. I don't know how many gospel albums Pat Boone has done and I don't really care because that's not the point it's just I guess in a way it is is the point I should back up because Fox News if it if it weren't for their benefit if it if it wasn't for getting the ire up of their base, of their followers, of their readers and listeners and viewers, they probably wouldn't have even pointed out gospel legend Pat Boone. They would have said legend, uh, musical legend Pat Boone or something like that. So, okay, it's important to them. It's not important to me. (laughs) So Apparently, Jason Aldean has a song called Try That in a Small Town, and I have not seen the video, Don't care to see the video, but apparently the backdrop of the video was the Maury, I guess that's how you pronounce it, M-A-U-R-Y, Maury County Courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee. That courthouse was used as a backdrop to the video. I believe he's singing in front of it or something. Now, as was pointed out in this, and and I didn't know this, I don't really care. I mean, is is it part of history? Sure, I guess so. Probably more of a footnote. And I'm not saying that it was right, but apparently a white mob hanged Henry Choate, C H O A T E, there in 1927, according to one media critic of the music video, Ashton Pittman of the Mississippi Free Press. Okay, that, that would be awful, but I don't know anything about that. So, of course, I'm going to pr- presume that, and the way this is going to be presented from this article is it's those radical lefties trying to cancel Jason Aldean. <laughs> I do find that too many times there are too many criticisms. And I'm looking back at myself because, I i mean, this whole point of doing a podcast, this type of podcast where I really look at what's going on in, in the political spectrum and the way people are behaving and... And, and et cetera, et cetera. It's all about criticism. It's all about my opinion. And, you know, I'm like everybody else. As far as I'm concerned, my opinion is the only one that matters. But I do think, as someone, myself, being a little left of center, a lot of times it it is, I wouldn't call them radical lefties, but it typically are more liberal people that look at this and go, oh, my word. Did you see what Jason Aldine did in his video? He was in front of the courthouse where this white mob hung this guy back in 1927. Nobody else would really care. And I'm supposing the whole point of his video is that small town environments are a little bit different than the larger towns and cities and metropolitan areas, especially when it comes to crime, when it comes to murders, theft, uh, uh, just any kind of violence. And I believe he's coming from, again, did not see the video looking at this from, from this article. He's coming from the standpoint that in a small town, folks take care of themselves. And to a point that is true. And that's actually what Pat Boone was, <laughs> was actually trying to point out. Now, the downside is is he was on Jesse Waters' primetime program and uh Boone goes on to say that country music has fallen in in stature as of late. I, I don't know if I agree with that or not. I mean, music changes over time. Going through and trying to put together music for an online radio station, and as I'm progressed from the eighties through the nineties into the alts, I started noticing how Even in my opinion, as someone who is Generation X, the late late 90s and the early aughts, the music just turned to shit, in my opinion. Better music was in the 80s and, and the 90s up until about 97, 98, somewhere in there. But I digress. That's not the point. He goes on to say, I can't believe it's country music. I'm thinking about Trace Atkins, and of course, many of his songs were very supportive of opposing America's enemies, what we're not taking into account is that many of our enemies are in our own house and they're in our own countries and our own streets. Now, I don't know exactly what he's trying to get at there because if you try to extrapolate a little bit, extrapolate? Yes, extrapolate a little bit of that, That sounds like rhetoric and talking points from the right, that anybody that is against the right, anybody that identifies as left-leaning or liberal, they are the enemies. They are the enemies of the United States. They are the enemy of America, and they are the enemy of God. So I don't know if that's what he was trying to say. Because it goes on to talk about here that patriotism and defense of country have long been themes in traditional country music. It gives examples like Johnny Cash's Ragged Old Flag, Toby Keith's Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, and the Justin Moore-Charlie Daniels duet for some old redneck reason. Okay, those, you can be patriotic. You can feel pride in your country. You can also feel shame in your country. And to me, that is where... We have an issue because if you have a group of people in this country today that are saying we are doing shameful things and that group is not the right, then you immediately start suffering the ire of the right, usually the religious right, because they'll flat out tell you that the United States is a Christian nation, has always been a Christian nation, was founded as a Christian nation. And those folks would be wrong. That's not to say that the Founding Fathers didn't have Christian principles, but they specifically went out of their way to make the United States, especially in the governing bodies that would govern the people, secular institutions. And that's because everybody believes in something different from everybody else, usually. You can have your Christians. You can have your Muslims, you can have your Buddhists, you can have your Satanists, which 90% of the people don't understand, understand the Satanist tenets. They're not all evil. Go, go look at the, um, I think it's the Church of Satan or the Satanic Temple. I think it's the Satanic Temple. You look at their tenets, you'll find they're not evil. If anything, their tenets, as they are written and practiced, are more honorable and noble and and more human-like, more humane than a lot of the Christian principles. So I don't have a problem with you being patriotic. I don't have a problem with you loving your country. But you don't have to shit on the other half of the country when they're trying to tell you some things are just not right. The way we've always done things doesn't mean that it's the right way or the only right way. Let's put it that way. And I personally am willing to meet in the middle. Something I'll probably say for another episode, but there are a lot of things that my left-leaning brothers and sisters uh, preach and shout and yell about, I don't agree with. There's a lot of things on the right I don't agree with. I think that's kind of the reason why I identify more as a, a centrist, almost an independent. But as far as this is concerned... Pat Boone goes on to talk about how he, um, there was a recent incident in his current hometown of Beverly Hills where three suspects broke into a house and one narrowly escaped arrest at first. Quote, the police had to remove us from our house while they searched because they thought he might have gotten into our yard. Meanwhile, a neighbor, a tough little Italian lady named Josephine, had taken some shooting lessons and had a gun sitting in her lap, end quote. He goes on to talk about how he alerted Josephine, who then quipped that she hoped the suspect would break into her home next. Boone also says that the average American who is trained to use firearms should be able to defend themselves against the criminality described by Aldean. And to a point, I do agree with that. I mean, I live in a state which, uh, as of—it was either last year or became effective—I think it was January of this year. We used to be open carry— and we used to used to be concealed with a permit, now we can do anything. We can open carry, we can sit conceal carry, don't have to have a permit. At first, I was against that, but having been the victim of a recent uh, property vandalism, one in which I felt really, really violated, and it's a property that I own in another town from where I'm originally from— I don't go over there without a gun anymore. And I'm happy about the fact that I don't have to really be concerned other than, you know, making sure I got the safety on or, and I don't have one in the chamber and all of that. But if I've got my gun in the damn glove compartment, I don't have to worry about getting, uh, you know, a traffic check and then suddenly uh, they find a, a concealed weapon in my, my vehicle and I wind up getting arrested. I don't have to worry about that. Now, granted, most of the time, I put the damn thing on the seat anyway, and the first thing I would tell if if it was a traffic stop or a license check or anything like that, the first thing I would do is I'd, I'd point at the officer, I'd put my hand up, and I'd say, I have a gun for protection. Just wanted you to know, okay? <laughs> but, yeah, my, my, my thoughts and opinions on the— uh, on the gun situation have changed a little bit. I still don't believe you You need to have submachine guns on the streets of America. That's not what the Second Amendment necessarily was about. And I'm getting all over the place here, but it it really comes back to what Pat was talking about. He, and I don't know, he is pointing out, as he says here, let me just read what he says. He says, quote, that's what small-town America is geared for. They're not wanting to kill anybody in the streets. They don't want to break in the stores. They don't want to deprive any citizen of whatever color of anything they're entitled to. But they do want to defend their lives and their honor. And he goes on to call opposition to this sentiment a moral sickness. I disagree with that. I don't call it a moral sickness per se. Um, I do think that... I mean, it comes down to this. There's always going to be opposing sides. There's just, that's human nature. You can never, ever get 100 people to agree on the same damn thing. Never. It's not going to happen. You might get a 50-50 split, a 60-40, a 70-30, something like that. You'll never get a 100 of them in agreement. But I wouldn't go so far as to call it a moral sickness. You want to talk about moral sickness, here's moral sickness. Moral sickness is when you have a political party that wants to deprive hardworking Americans of their retirement by trying to gut Social Security. Moral sickness is when you have a a political party wanting to deprive hardworking Americans that cannot afford the rising cost of health insurance to be able to use Medicare and Medicaid and granted I know Medicare is is when you retire when you're after like 62 or 65 and and Medicaid is is more of the uh lower income and and things like that moral sickness is when you have someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene stand up and try to say that everything that FDR did everything that Lyndon B Johnson did and everything that Joe Biden is continuing to try to do When it comes to these social programs where the whole point is to make lives, American lives, better than they were before, and she shits all over that, that is what I call a moral sickness. When you have a political party that wants to deny a woman's right to do with her body as she sees fit, they claim it's pro-life, They claim they're looking out for those that cannot look out for themselves. They want to force these births and then completely pull out the safety net under that new mother if she happens to not be married or she's in a situation where they don't have a lot of money. And trust me, part of the moral sickness, they're coming after birth control. Over-the-counter birth control has now been approved by the FDA. And if they haven't already done it, and I've not seen anything about it, but you can bet your ass, someone in the Republican Party will try to introduce a bill. Somehow, somewhere, it may even be at the state level. They may try to do this state by state where they will make it illegal to purchase birth control pills over-the-counter. And the reason why they'll do that is because that will force women to go back to having to go to a doctor to get a prescription, and then they can start working on making it harder, coming up with some other fucked-up requirements that doctors have to jump through all of these these hoops, and you'll start seeing doctors getting out of this type of profession. You already have doctors leaving the profession because they're unsure, depending on what state they happen to be in, as to whether or not the level of care that they're going to provide to a woman and, and her woman parts is going to violate some law. It's going to bring them up on charges. It's going to take away their livelihood. You remember the Red Scare? Pretty sure you do. If not, look it up. The Red Scare. It was basically after World War II, 50s and 60s, where we were pretty damn sure, or at least the government, had us believing that the Russians were going to nuke our asses, that they were going to attack us, and they called it the Red Scare. Well, we now have a new Red Scare in this country of ours, in this great United States of America that we live in, and that Red Scare is the Republican Party of 2023. That's my opinion on the matter. What do you think?